You know, it's a great time of celebration today, celebrating Collins and Amanda's 25 years here in KT. And it's not just 25 years as senior minister, but 40 years they've been here in the church. And I want to start by just telling a story today, because for me, when, I've, when I came to KT, I just came uh, a young boy, 18 years old, not experienced in the things of God, just came to Bible school. And uh, God has greatly uh, challenged me, given me a passion for him over these years here in the church. And one of the things that Colin had said, I remember him telling a story when he was preaching here in the church, and how he was driving one day with Shakti, just over the city of London, and he just began to weep, and Shakti asked, you know, what, what, what's the problem, what, what's going on? And Colin came out with this phrase, he said, you know, I wish that I was over 5,000 people, I wish I could live 5,000 lives, that God would raise over 5,000 people to reach this city with the gospel. And I think the greatest way that we can thank Colin today and Amanda here in the church is by us rising up to become all that God's called us to be. That God would give us a fresh sense of his call and his destiny on our lives. And here in Jeremiah, let's read from verses 4 onwards. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I'm too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say, I'm too young. You must go to everyone I send you and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord will reach out his hand and touch, he touch my mouth and said to me, I put my words in your mouth. And see today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to root and to tear down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. Here's Jeremiah. The vision comes to him. The word of the Lord comes to him. And God says to him, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart as a prophet to the nations. I want to encourage you this morning. Simply this, that God has called you to do great things. He says in the word, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. God is a God of destiny. God is a God who plans your life from beginning to end. And you're not here by chance. You were not brought here this morning, and you may have accidentally come into this celebration. You're not brought here by chance. God destined you to become here. I remember in 1995, holding a prospectus in my hand, a prospectus from Robert Sladen's Bible School. And somebody said to me, you know, Christian, God's called you for great things. I didn't have an education. I just about had a job in a factory where I was saving up money. Uh, I wasn't educated in the Bible. And people said to me, Christian, God has called you to be an evangelist. God's called you for great things. Well, I couldn't speak. I couldn't say anything. I didn't even know what to do. And a man in church came to me and said, you know what? I think you should go to Bible school. And I had two perspectives in my hand. One was Robert Sladen's Bible school, and one was Kensington Temple's Bible school. Now, how did I get this perspective in my hand? Well, there was a Rodney Howard Brown meeting in London that Colin was hosting with KT, and this Bible school perspective was just on the seat. And a guy came back to, to Durham and just handed it to me. I remember not really knowing the will of God for my life, not really knowing how to hear from God. Here it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I, I didn't even have that sense of God. 
But you know what? I was praying to God in my own way and saying, God, which Bible school should I go to? People are saying, go to Bible school, go and serve God. And I remember in the middle of the night, about 4 a.m., I just had this strong sense of God. You know, God said to me, Kensington Temple is the one you need to go to. Kensington Temple is the one. I came in 1995, and I came passionate about God. It was on the back end of the Toronto Blessing, and God was moving throughout the churches. Churches were having nightly meetings full of the Holy Spirit, and I really had a sense of God. And here it says, I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And I had a sense of God. I had a sense that God wanted to do something with my life, but I couldn't really speak. I don't know if you feel that today. God has a great plan for your life, but you feel that there's many things that are hindering you from God. I remember sitting in a car with a gentleman just outside, and we were going to the street to evangelize during Bible school, and that was the Leicester Square outreach. I remember saying to him, he said, you know, I need somebody to help me. I need someone to mentor me. I don't know what I'm doing. I know that God's called me to great things. And, you know, he said to me, you know what, what you need is a mentor. You need a father. You need somebody who can help you. And God just, uh, the first name that came to me was Colin. First name that came to me, and I said, well, you know what? I don't know who can help me, but I think the senior minister can help me. And we agreed in prayer, and I just said, you know what? Let's pray. If this is the will of God, then God opened up a door and let Colin somehow meet me. Let God open up a door for me to meet Colin in some way. As we went to evangelize on the streets, uh, people started to receive Christ. I remember how it started for me. God started to birth this passion in me. Why? Because when I came to KT, KT, all that we were doing was seeking God for revival. Colin was going up on the platform and we were praying and praying for revival in London. Uh, and, and you know what? We don't know how it's going to happen, do we? But only God can move in our lives. And I remember praying in the back of number one. In number one, next door. And I was praying, God, use me. God, God, send revival. God, use me. Open up a door. And as I was on my knees before God, I remember saying to God, you know, God, Lord, if you've called me to speak for you, if you've called me as an evangelist, if you've called me to do something for you, then just open up a door here in church. Open up a door. And as I began to pray, I was led to pray. And I said, God, I just pray that Colin Dye will take me out for a meal. Hallelujah. And I think, you know, I just prayed that prayer. I said, God, do something. I Take me out for a meal. And I was just praying. At 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, I was here at the front. And I was just seeking God and seeking God and seeking God. And, and somebody just knocked my hand on the shoulder here. And I was crying. I was weeping. And I was just, I was just love Jesus. Hallelujah. I believe this is what KT brings. This is what Colin has brought to my life. A real passion to know Jesus. And as I was kneeling there at the front and weeping and just loving upon the Lord... God was doing something in my heart. And some guy just tapped me, one of Colin's assistants. And he said, Colin wants to see you. I said, oh, okay. And I wiped my eyes like this. And I wandered up the, wandered up the stairs. And, and, and Colin just began to say to me, you know what? You know, God's called you. I can't remember what the words exactly were. And he said, you know what? We're going out for a meal at the end of the service, at the end of the 11. Uh, do you want to come and join us? And that was the start for me. And that was one guy who was leaving and one guy, you know, I was there and I was just enjoying it, enjoying the presence of God. And from that onwards, that moment onwards, God just opened up door after door for me. And I had the opportunity to travel with Colin right throughout to the times of Brazil and Benin and various, various places like that. You see, you don't have to be gifted and talented to be used by God. It's not your ability, it's your availability. And what I've learned in KT is if you just cry out to God, God will open the door. If you're desperate to be used by Him, He will use you in an incredible way. 
And remember, just being in this atmosphere of revival, being in this atmosphere of intercession, being in this atmosphere, my prayer life just shot through the roof. And there's two things here. He says here, he says, Ah, Lord God, I cannot speak. I'm just a youth. I was just 18 years old. I couldn't speak. Uh, I, I could pray, but I couldn't speak. I remember going to the streets in London, and one guy would be preaching, and I would be just praying my heart out that God would use him in a powerful way. And he said, you know what? When you pray, I just feel the presence of God. I said, great. I'm going to continue to pray, and you're going to continue to preach. I was petrified of preaching. I had this sense of God on the inside of me, and I was just like Jeremiah. Ah, oh, Lord God, I cannot even speak. I can't even say a word. And there was these fears that were hindering me and holding me back. I remember one night downstairs in the lecture room, we had a prayer meeting. And two things God began to work in my heart. It was this revival, this revival atmosphere that started to change my life. This is the reason why I believe that God sent me to KT in the first place. The reason why I'm here, because of the sense of God's call and God's destiny upon the church. God's called the church to speak to the nations. And here we are, just normal, ordinary, humble people, just saying, God, you know, Lord, I need you. I've got my struggles, Lord. I've got my difficulties. And these fears were hindering me. And downstairs in the lecture room, we begin to pray. And prayer, I believe, is the key to revival. Prayer is the key to unlocking an open heaven. In 1997, we had the title, Open Heaven. And we had amazing things happening here in the church. I remember just down here, an incredible thing happened. And people were receiving oil on their hands at that time. And I remember Colin, not just you know, magnifying the oil on people's hands, but we begin to say to people, listen, it's not the oil we look to, it's God we look to. What is God saying through this oil manifestation? And God began to say through Colin, listen, the ministry's in your hands. The ministry's in the hands of the people, meaning it's the people of God that needs to rise up. One of the, the key things here in KT, I believe, that, we, that we're really good at and really want to prioritize is that every member is an active member of the body of Christ. And the ministers here in the church are here simply to equip you for the works of the ministry. It's like the anointing is going to be released on you. So this oil on people's hands was God saying, listen, the ministry's in your hands. And I remember something supernatural happened. And I was in Bible school and there was a man that came forward. He was called All Is Well. Anybody know anybody called All Is Well? Oh, what a cool name. All Is Well. And here, Colin just began to prophesy over this guy, All Is Well. And I think he ended up going back to France. But in, the end, in this prophecy, I remember this amazing thing happened. It was like, only I can describe as an angel standing with a spray gun. And as the angel sprayed the gun, there was this oil just began to drip upon this guy's head. And as the oil dripped on this guy's head, he started to receive the Holy Spirit. And it was just an amazing manifestation of the Holy Spirit. All I can say, it was like an open heaven. And go back to the story, God began to move in my life in an incredible way. Downstairs in the lecture room, we begin to pray for revival. And we begin to seek God. And God started to use us in an incredible way. But this fear was holding me back. And in the church here in KT, Colin has always challenged us to be used by God in mission. Go on a mission. I don't know if you've been on a mission this morning. Have you ever been on a mission? Ask your neighbor, have you ever been on a mission with Kensington Temple? Back then, the goal was every member of KT would go on a mission. And so because I wanted to be used by God, I just said, you know what, I'm going to sign up for the next mission. I want to go. And I went to Paris, and then I went to various places. And I remember just going to Finland. 
And I remember going to Finland with the missions team and this fear was hindering me and holding me back and I was seeking God, God, I want you to break this fear off my life. And as I went on the mission, I remember the missions director at the time just said to me, he said, you know what, Christian, I want you to, to share a gospel message today. And we were having this campaign in the middle of the city. And I was just literally petrified. And he said these key things to me. He said, you know what? Just give one verse. Just share that verse. And then say something about that verse. And then just sit down. I was literally petrified. Because this fear was hindering me. But I was praying to God, Lord, break this fear for my life. And as I was seeking God, I remember God putting this scripture in my, in my mind. The wage of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And I begin to preach that. I don't know what else I said. I just got up there and said, you know what? The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And I said again, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And I said it three times. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And then I said something else. I sat back down. I was just literally scared. But you know what? Something supernatural happened to me on that mission. It was like that fear just began to break for my life. And I began to get more buoyant and more confident. And when I got back to London, the guy said to me, he said, you know what, when are you going to preach? And I said, you know what, I went on mission. I feel I've been freed. And I remember I said, I'm going to preach tonight. We went out to Leicester Square and I started preaching. I got up on the platform, not the platform, on this little ladder. And I began to scream out the gospel. I can't remember what I said, but I was there for about one hour. About one hour of preaching and just telling people they need to get saved. I preached so much that my voice disappeared. Then I just thought, this is amazing. I got the preacher's bug. And I just said, you know what? I want to preach again. It was pouring down with rain. And I went outside the empire. I got the ladder. I stood up on the ladder. And I just began to scream out, hallelujah. People need to be saved. I was a bit like scrappy-doo. Just say, hey, come on, come on. And my voice was just hoarse. God began to instill in me a passion for him. He says, ah, Lord God, I'm just a youth. Lord, I cannot simply be used by you. You know what? If you've got fear in your life today and if you've got excuses in your life today, God can remove those things. God can deliver you out of your fear because he's a God of power. It says in Acts 1 verse 8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. That means you shall speak for me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. God began to empower my life during times of KT. And I remember Colin during that, those times between 95 and 2000, where it was just going out to Brazil and seeing amazing miracles. I remember coming from the Northeast, we didn't see many miracles in the church. You know, my, my life as a Christian, I used to go from church to church. My mom used to travel throughout church to church. And I remember just saying to God, God, I don't want to serve religion. I want to serve the true God. I want to serve Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible. I want to see the miracles. And so during this time of KT, I was getting more hungry for miracles. I was getting more hungry to be used by God. And when the team went out to Brazil, Colin had the privilege of basically leading the whole of March for Jesus. And the March for Jesus in Brazil was not just a couple of thousand people like the one in London. It was over a million people. And Colin was on the TV and Colin was preaching in front of this large crowd of people. And as he began to prophesy and give words of knowledge, people started to, to be healed on, on the TV and healed on the radio. I remember just being overawed, thinking, man, this is awesome. This is great. God can do this. God can do it in my life. I remember there was a large campaign that Colin was holding and he was encouraging us. We were praying and believing for miracles, but I'd never actually laid my hands on anybody to see a miracle. I don't know if anybody's uh, ever laid your hands up on someone and seen somebody healed. 
It's God who uses us, and we're seeking him. I remember the first time that somebody got healed at one of those meetings. A man came forward, and here I am, never seen a miracle, never seen, hungry, passionate for God to use me. And a man came forward, and he, and he came forward, and I looked at him, and he, I said, what do you want me to do for you? And as I looked at his face, he, the, the whole cartilage, the bone area of his nose was missing. And as I looked at his face, I thought, my God, I said, what do you want God to do? He said, I need a new nose. And I remember thinking, my God, how am I going to pray for this guy for a new nose? I haven't even seen a miracle yet. But there was this atmosphere of revival and trusting God. And it wasn't the type of prayer where you say, you know, blind eyes be open, because Colin from the platform would always say that. Blind eyes be open, deaf ears be open. And it would just happen in Brazil. And, and you know, sometimes you can copy someone, can't you? It doesn't say that it's going to happen because you copy them. Sometimes God honors that by his grace. So I didn't really think that I could do that. But I said, God, you know what? This man needs a creative miracle. God, I ask you, do a creative miracle and give this guy a brand new nose. And as I said that, I felt something just released from my arm. And the power of God just hit him and he fell under the power of God. And I didn't know what to do, so I just left him there. And somebody pulled him up on the platform, and because Colin, during the, during the miracle campaigns, wanted people to come up on the platform and just give testimony. And as I was praying for people, laying hands on everything that moved him, believing God for miracles, this man got on the platform, and Colin began to interview him. And as Colin interviewed, he said, what has God do, done for you? Oh, I didn't have a, a nose, and now I can breathe. I've got a brand new nose, and I can breathe completely through this nose. God has given me a brand new nose. Hallelujah. Amen. just thinking, my God, God, I can't believe I didn't see it, but Lord, this man has went from there to there, and now he's testifying he's got a brand new nose. See, our Lord God, I cannot speak. Our Lord God, I've got many fears in my life. You know what? God can destroy those fears. God can empower you. God can use you in an incredible way. And he says here, I will touch your mouth. Hallelujah. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I put my words in your mouth. See, it's not you, it's God. Amen. It's God that can do something through your life, through KT, and through you, we can impact this city with the gospel and the nations of the world. He said, I put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to uproot and to tear down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. I don't know about you, but I'm hungry for the touch of God. If we're going to see revival in this city, it's going to happen, not by the touch of man, but by the touch of God. It's God who works in and through our lives. In Acts chapter 2, you see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the church. And certainly when I came to KT, the Holy Spirit was pouring out upon the church in an incredible way. It was like the Holy Spirit wasn't there before 93, and then suddenly the Holy Spirit was there in an amazing way. I mean, he was there before, but we just never opened up to the Holy Spirit. And people started to receive from God. And I came to KT with that passion for more of the Holy Spirit. I want to stir up your passion. If you want to be used by God, you've got to become hungry for the Holy Spirit. You've got to ask the Holy Spirit to fill you in an incredible way because just one touch from Him and your life will never be the same again. That's what happens in the church. Every one of us who are ministers here in the church have the touch of God. Something of God has touched our lives. Certainly, I don't deserve to be here. I'm not educated. I haven't got a degree. I haven't been to university. But when I came to KT, all I wanted was for God to use me. All I wanted was to touch God. 
All I wanted for God to say, God, use me in an incredible way. You know what? In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26. Let's turn there. It says these words. If you're asking what qualifies you to be used by God, he says, brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many of you were influential. Not many of you have noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let know that the one who boasts, boasts in the Lord. Another version says, let him who glories, glory in the Lord. Not one of us can glory in any miracle that's taken place, any revival, anything that's happened over the last 25 years or even more. All we can come before God and say, God, you know what? I want you to receive the glory. I want you to use me in an incredible way. I want revival to come. I want to intercede that this nation will be saved. I want my family to be saved. I want you to use me in an incredible way. Not one of us were noble. Not one of us, it says. All of us just come humbly before God and say, God, I want you to use me in an incredible way. That's my testimony today. That's my testimony here in KT. God can use your life. God can touch your life. It's not your ability. It's simply your availability. God takes ordinary people and he anoints them and he touches them to do extraordinary things. Hallelujah. Amen. How many people want to be used by God today? I want to be used by God. Amen. The glory of the latter house shall be greater than that of the former. Someone said before this meeting, I believe that the latter days of this house are going to be greater than that of the former. And that those 5,000 people that Colin said, that every one of us would become one of those 5,000. Every one of us would go out and make a difference for him. Shall we bow our heads in prayer right now as we finish today? Isaiah saw a vision from the Lord. And he saw the vision of the angel. And the angel took a coal and touched his lips. And he said, I've made you clean. And then the voice came from heaven saying, whom shall I send? And who will go for, for us? And Isaiah simply said, Lord, here I am, send me. Here I am, send me. As we bow our heads in prayer right now, I'm going to give you an opportunity just to say that to the Lord. We're going to pray together in a moment. Here I am, send me. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before I called you, I sanctify you. I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. So Father God, I pray right now in this place today that you'd release a fresh sense of your call upon our lives as a church. To make a difference for you, Father. Lord, if you can use one, you can use a thousands, Lord. You can use every single one of us for you. I want to ask you a question in this place today. Maybe you don't have a faith. Maybe you don't have forgiveness in this place today. Maybe you don't know Christ in Jesus' name. Today is your day of salvation. And I want to pray this prayer. If you're in this place today, and number one, you don't know Christ. Number two, you, you slip back and you're no longer following Christ. But today, you say, you know what, Christian, I've heard you speak today. And I know that I know that I know I want to return to him. I'm going to pray this prayer out loud. And you just pray it in your own heart. It's a prayer of commitment to Christ. Just say these words. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, I come to you right now. And I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Today, I want to be used by you. So God, come into my heart right now. Today, I choose to follow you. 
I believe you died on the cross and I believe you rose again on the third day. And this day, I rededicate and dedicate my life into your hands. In Jesus' name.